have you turn, if you would, this evening to the book of Proverbs. We'll be looking at one main verse here tonight, also uh, several other passages of scriptures here tonight to deal with the same uh, general thought. And I want to consider here tonight some thoughts on a, a good name. And so we're going to consider this from Proverbs chapter 22. And uh, we'll just begin here tonight by reading this first verse to uh, look at here in the Word of God. Proverbs chapter 22, verse number 1, the Bible says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. A good name. And so I'd like us to pray as we consider some thoughts here tonight on earning a good name. Earning a good name. Let's pray as we consider this thought. Father, thank you, Lord, uh, for tonight. Thank you for this time we can meet here tonight. Do ask that you would just uh, be with us here tonight. Watch over us. Again, help us, Lord, to understand some things about a name and how important names are and how we can earn a name that is of value and of better price than riches. Again, just bless this time as we consider the Word of God here tonight. We ask these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You know, a name, everybody has a name, every business has a name. We're familiar with names. Uh, sometimes names are given based on ratings or reputations or reviews. Sometimes people get a name because of maybe certain features they have. I remember, again, there was a guy by the name of William Perry uh, that played football. I think it was in the 1980s, 1990s. And you know what his, his nickname was? The fridge. You know why he's called the fridge? Because he was 335 pounds. And the fridge was a guy who was a defensive lineman who would go after the quarterback. And the fridge coming forward was not something necessary that a quarterback like that would like to see, but he was called William the Fridge Perry. And so he earned that name in part because of who he was, but also a lot of times in athletics, uh, they give people nicknames. You know, they'll give a nickname to a person maybe based on their features or maybe what they do. There's another, again, famous running back. His name is Walter Payton. And he had also another nickname. His name was Sweetness. And why was his name Sweetness? It's because he could slide through the defense. He was a runner, a running back, and it seemed like he could just go through the defense. He would just weave his way through the defense, and so he was given this name, Sweetness. And you've heard of Wilt Chamberlain, right? You've heard of Wilt Chamberlain before? Most people have heard of Wilt Chamberlain. You, you know what his nickname was? The Stilts. You say, why was he called the Stilts? Because he was very tall. And again, when it comes to defense and basketball, uh, Will Chamberlain was called the stilts when it comes to basketball because of his physical features. And so sometimes people get a name because of their physical features. Sometimes they get a name because of their character or reputation or maybe what they do. And uh, we know that, again, even businesses get a reputation uh, many times today, so you know at least something uh, that might be uh, about them if you're ever going to, going to visit them or maybe be a part of their uh, be a part of their uh, hotel chain or restaurant or whatever it might be. Uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1, it says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. 
And so we should strive to have a good name. You know, a, a good name is a, a good thing to have. And we earn a, a good name normally by our reputation or what we might do. I thought I'd just check here online. I, I wanted to see how America Inn was doing here in Valley City as far as ratings and rankings. And, uh, you know, I, I check out hotels, especially when I travel. And I, I think you're very smart to check out hotels when you travel. But again, what are, what are the ratings at the American Inn here in Valley City? 4.5 out of 5. Now that's good ratings for a hotel. I would know if I was going to a hotel like that, that that would be a hotel. I'm not going to be going, oh, this is the shady one. This is, this is, this is, the, this is the hotel. You better make sure you, you, know, you bring some spray for the cockroaches or whatever it might be. No, this is not that kind of a hotel. I mean, I've gone to hotels before, and, and there's been some shady ones. I, I just think California's filled with shady ones. I mean, it's just the way it is. Their ratings aren't like our ratings. And you got to understand, it depends on the people that go there. I mean, I just thought about that. You know, when we were down in, on a trip here, down to visit Tracy's uh, dad there a couple years ago, and we, we went to some hotels, and then, you know, we were doing this every couple years where we were going and traveling. And again, we ended up in some hotels, and I'm just saying, they were just plain old shady. I mean, I tell you this, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let an 18-year-old girl go to that hotel by herself. That's how shady some of those were. I mean, the one in Salt Lake City, Utah, I thought was going to be okay because its ratings were over three. And I always told my brother, see my brother, Brian, Alaska, I, I always tell him, if the ratings are over three, Brian, you'll have no problem. But that's Brian. You know, Brian's a big guy. Brian was a bouncer. Brian probably can take care of himself, etc. But he was looking for a hotel one time. I said, you just got to look for something over three. It'll be okay for you. But for us, we got to be 3.5 or higher. Or you're, you know, it's got to be at least that kind of ranking or else you'll end up with a shady hotel. You know, we, we rate hotels and they get a rating and they kind of get a name and they get reviews. And we, we look at these things. We, we may, maybe buy an appliance and we look at what are the reviews for that appliance? What are the ratings for that computer? What are the ratings for that phone? Or whatever it might be, we might be looking at. And so the name or the reputation of something is very needful that we have some idea about. And for us, as believers, we are to seek a good name. It says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver or gold. So we're going we're gonna to shoot for a good name, and we want loving favor. And so when it comes to good names, there are people in the Bible that had good names, and there are people in the Bible that didn't have good names. And so I just want to point out two of them to begin with here in the message here this evening. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18. David had a reputation of having a good name. And uh, again, a good name is something to be proud of, and it a good name is something that you earn, and a good name is something you need to hold on to. And I know maybe you can start out with a bad name, so to speak. I mean, think of the name Jacob. That's a schemer. And yet he became a prince with God, and so he had a name to begin with that wasn't good, but he uh, worked his way out of that reputation that he started off with after he had uh, been saved, and I believe, again, had grown and those sorts of things. And sometimes we start out maybe with not the best kind of name, but we can earn a good name. First Samuel chapter 18. I'm just going to read a few verses out of First Samuel chapter 18, verse number 5. 
It says, And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him. And he behaved himself wisely. And Saul sent him over the men of the war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass... As they came, when Saul was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet with King Saul with tambourines and joy and with instruments of music. And the women answered one to another, and they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David is ten thousands. And so we see in the Bible that David certainly earned a name. Here in the name of being someone, again, who was valiant in battle. Someone who had slain ten thousands. And Saul had slain his thousands. And mentions in verse number five, he, he behaved himself wisely. He earned this reputation. He earned this name. It wasn't something people made up. Verse 14, it says, And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. The Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. And so David had a reputation of just being wise, behaving himself wisely as a person. It says in the last verse of the chapter, it says, uh, Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. So David earned himself a reputation. David earned himself a name of someone who behaved himself wisely. That's on one side. That's a good name. Let's turn to 1 Kings chapter 21. But on the opposite side, you can have someone who also would earn themselves a bad name or a bad reputation. Again, that might come to maybe someone who's maybe selling cars. They might have a good reputation or they might have a bad reputation. Might be, again, would, may come to a hotel, again, or a, or a restaurant. They might have a good reputation or a bad reputation or a school or whatever it might be. Good reputation, bad reputation. But we find here in the Bible that David earned himself a good name. Ahab... On the other side, earned himself a bad name. 1 Kings chapter 21 and verse number 22. He too was a king, but he had a very different reputation that David did. Now, David wasn't a king at the time that, you know, that's talked about him, but he became a king later. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 22, it says, And and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, like the house of Baasha, the son of Ahijah, from the provocations wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that, him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dog shall eat. And him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air, of the air eat. But there is none like Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. And he did very abominably in following idols 
according to all as did the Amorites that the Lord cast out of the children of Israel. I see two very different reputations here. The Bible says there in verse number 24, he did sell himself to work wickedness. What was the reputation of Ahab? Somebody did very wickedly, very abominably, it mentions there in verse number 26, and following after idols. We have two very different kinds of men here and two very different kinds of reputation. And so tonight I would encourage you again to seek a reputation of having a good reputation like David, uh, again, being wise. And again, distancing oneself from a wicked reputation like Ahab, who did sell himself to work wickedness. And it goes on and says that his wife stirred him up. And so he's bad enough probably by himself, but again, his wife being a help to that, making him worse than probably he was, uh, maybe by nature. And so again, the Bible says there in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. And so, again, in, in getting a name, we earn a name. You earn a name by what you do. David earned a name by the things that he did. This King Ahab earned a, a name by the things he did. And I know that sometimes a name can be trashed. A name or reputation can be tarnished. Maybe by someone, again, who, again, come along and slander. Or, or again, maybe say some bad things about somebody that aren't true. But no, names are normally given appropriately uh, to those that gain them. And I'd like to consider tonight here some names that we should seek to earn as believers. Some names that we should seek to earn as be, be, uh, believers. And I, I want to just look at three different kinds of names that we should seek to earn as believers. The first one here, if you turn back to Genesis chapter 6, verse number 9, is that of being just. Now this is, an, again, something that you can't earn or obtain, but it's one that people do obtain by the actions, by the words, by the things that they do. This idea of being just. To be just is to be honest, to be upright, to be equitable, to be impartial. And so any one of us can become or seek to be just. And the Bible describes Noah this way here in uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse number 9. It says, and these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. In the name just, Noah was a just man. The nations of Israel were encouraged to build a reputation, to live by a measure of justice in what they did or they did not do. Let's turn to Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 19 Leviticus chapter 19, you know, by what you do, by the way you do business, by the way that you treat others, by the way that, uh, again, your children or, or your household or your business or, 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 or your church or whatever treats uh, individuals, they'll be known for uh, its reputation. And the, re and the reputation that we seek, should seek to earn is that of being just. Uh, Leviticus chapter 19 and uh, verse number 26. I don't think I got the right reference there. Actually, it's uh, um, verse number 36. Sorry about that. Verse number 36. I had verse 26 written down here. 
It says just balances and just weight and a just ephod and a just hen shall thou have. I am the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Just. In dealing with things, with dealing with weights and measures during that time, when trading, they were to do these things in a reputation of being just. Treating and giving each that would trade and that thing, things along that line with them of the same measure. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 16. In choosing leaders and choosing people that would rule over them, we see here in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse number uh, 36, Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse number 36. There is no Deuteronomy 16, 36. I got the wrong reference here again, too. Actually, verse 18, sorry about that. I was looking at the wrong verse there. Deuteronomy 16, verse 18. Um, Judges and officers shalt thou make in thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and throughout thy tribes they shall judge the people with just judgment. Judges being just. Officers being just. That's what the Old Testament would teach us, again, to look for. Let's turn to 2 Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23, just going forward here. Joshua Judges, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse number 3. 2 Samuel 23, verse number 3. The Bible says, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake by me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And so we should seek to strive to have this reputation of being just. Noah is, again, a person there back in Genesis chapter 6 is described as being just. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 1 in the New Testament. The stepfather of Jesus in the New Testament is, again, uh, looked upon or, or said to have that same kind of a reputation. Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 19, Matthew 1, verse 19, it says, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. And so we see Joseph, who was the stepfather of Jesus, being of this same kind of reputation, just. Joseph, again, again looked at this way also. Let's turn to Acts chapter 10, verse number 22. This is one of those things that each one of us can strive to have in our life and be as a person, being a just person. Noah was a just person. Joseph was a just person. Even here in Acts chapter 22, before we find Cornelius saved by grace, he's described in the Bible as being just. Acts chapter 10, verse 22, and they, say, and they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of a good report among the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. And so we see in the Bible, individuals described as being just. And so that's a reputation or a name that we can earn. That's a name that our business can earn, being just. Let's turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. 
Another name that, again, I believe Christians should strive to, again, earn if they can or gain if they can through time and through doing things that they ought to be doing is, again, this name in, in uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse number 25 of being devout or we could call devoted. Luke chapter 12 and verse number 25 the Bible says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And so we see he has both these names. He's a just and devout man. He's a man devoted, having a reputation of being devoted to God. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He, had, he was, again, a man who was devoted to the prophecies of the Bible. He would look forward again to God fulfilling His Word and sending His Son into the world. And so we see this devout or devoted. Let's turn to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Now, every one of us have degrees of uh, reputation and uh, names that might be given us that may fit us better maybe than someone else. But uh, we find in the Bible that being a devout or devoted person is something, again, that we should strive for. For it certainly is of a good name or good nature to have such a name. In John chapter 5 here, verse number 35, speaking of John the Baptist, it says of him, He was a burning and a shining light, and you're willing for a season to rejoice in his light. So there was a light about him. He was a burning and a shining light. And so he certainly was a very devout believer, very devoted believer. Again, the Bible speaks of devout soldiers, devoted individuals. This is, again, the opposite of being maybe apathetic or half-hearted or having, uh, you know, maybe a lukewarmness to us. Again, being lukewarm, as talked about there in the book of Revelation, is something that we should have within us as believers or as churches. It is looked down upon. It's not something that we should have or be a part of. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 4. And so, again, as people can be very devout or devoted even to maybe a, a football team or a sports team or maybe to a college or university or to a family or, or whatever it might be, uh, we too should be devout or devoted in what area? In the area of godliness, in the area of spirituality. In Galatians chapter 4, verse number 18, the Bible says, But it is good to be zealously affected, always in a good thing, and not only when I am present with you. It's good to be zealous. It's good to have some zeal. In verse number 17, it says, they zealously affect you, but not well. Why some zeal? Because zeal often affects other people. And so devout and devoted individuals, again, that's a good reputation for us to have, to be a devout person like Cornelius. Let's turn to Romans chapter 13. There's another name that we can earn and uh, not only being of just and being impartial and being, again, someone, again, who deals with people, again, on a, a fair and even plane, not only that being devout or devoted, but thirdly, again, this is, again, one of those important reputations that all of us should seek to have is being honest. 
and uh, honesty. You know, to have the reputation, as I've said before, and I'll continue to always say, having a reputation of being like unto honest Abe is a good thing. Our founding fathers of America were known, many of them, for their utter honesty. There's stories about the honesty of individuals in history, showing how honest they were in different situations where they could have been dishonest. Romans 13 Romans chapter 13, and uh, verse number 13, it says there, Let us walk honestly as a day, not in riding and drunkenness, not in chambering or wantonness, not in strife or, or, or envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the fact to fulfill the lust thereof. Let us walk honestly. Again, we should seek to earn a good reputation of honesty over the advancement of fame or money. Again, we should be known to be honest individuals. And our reputation throughout the New Testament speaks of honest individuals, that Christians should be honest. There's a strong exhortation. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 7. There's a strong exhortation towards honesty here in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. At verse number 7. And so we should seek to be people that are honest in our faith, honest in our way, honest in our dealings. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7, it says, Now I pray uh, to God that ye should do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that ye should do that which is honest, though ye be as reprobates. I mean, the world might look at you as being different. In fact, in verse number 9, it says, We are glad when we are weak, ye are strong. And this we wish, even for your perfection. Again, the Bible tells us there, the last part of verse, but that ye should walk, should do, sorry, that which is honest. Do that which is honest. Again, in striving to find individuals to do uh, places and be in positions of leadership, we should seek for those to be honest individuals. Let's turn to Acts chapter 6. Again, there was a need there in the church in Acts chapter 6, and one of the first and foremost characteristics of those that were to be chosen there in this church matter in the church of Jerusalem was that they be honest in the reputation, honest in the name that they've already attained. Let's read this, Acts chapter 6, verse number 1. It says, And in those days when the number of the disciples had multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and of wisdom, whom we should appoint over this business. And so they looked for people that were honest and wise. Just like we look back there at the quality that David had there, having wisdom. And so we should strive for an honest reputation. Someone says, what if it might cost us something? Well, let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 26. It may cost you someday to be honest. It may cost me someday, to be honest. It may cost me, it may have cost someone else 
It may cost someone already in some ways, to be honest. You may, again, find yourself in trouble maybe at work or find yourself in trouble maybe with someone else by just plainly being honest. We see again an example up here where a prophet was persecuted for just being plainly honest when it comes to the preaching of the Word of God. Jeremiah chapter 26, verse number 20 through verse 28. It says, Then there was also a man that prophesied in the day of the Lord, Urijah, the son of Shemaiah of Kirjashitharim, who prophesied against the city and against this land, according to all the words of Jeremiah. And with Jehoiakim the king, with all his mighty men and all his princes, heard his words, whose words? The words of Urijah, which were the same, basically, as the name words of Jeremiah. The king sought to put him to death. But when Urijah heard it, he was afraid and fled and went to Egypt. And Jehoiakim the king sent into Egypt, namely Elnathan, the son of Achabor, and sent certain men with them into Egypt. And they fished forth Urijah out of Egypt and brought him to Jehoiakim the king, who slew him with the sword and cast his dead body into the graves of the common people. Nevertheless, the hand of Elkim, the son of Shapham, was with Jeremiah, that they should not give him into the hand of the people to put him to death. You know, Jeremiah escaped death. But Urijah didn't escape death. Well, how did Urijah die? He was just preaching what he was supposed to be preaching. And he was... Someone who fled after he found out that people were after him. He fled to Egypt, yet they got him, and they still put him to death. He was devout, he was devoted, he was just, he was honest. His name is Urijah. We don't know much about him, but we find here in the Bible, he lived and died with a reputation of being honest as a preacher and a prophet. Men like Jacob, and Laban were known for their dishonesty. You can see that in Genesis 27 and Genesis 37. Even Saul gained a name of being somewhat a deceiver of sort when he came to the witch of Endor and tried to hide himself. This is not to be the way that we operate in our Christian faith. And so we see some, some examples and some Areas that we need to, again, seek to have the right kind of name, having a just name, having a devout name, having an honest name. Now, I want to consider some examples here quickly as we consider some examples of some who uh, earned this good name, who earned this good name or earned good names. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. There are lots of different people in the Bible that earn good names. Uh, Daniel, Joseph, Jairus, Barnabas, they all had good names attached to them. They were different names. They were uh, attached to them, but they, they got themselves different names. And uh, we'll find here in the book of Hebrews, and we've looked at the book of Hebrews quite a bit of late, at least parts of it. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 5. Uh, we find again here in the Bible, Enoch uh, earned a name. And his name was someone that walked with God and someone that pleased God. In verse 5, it says in Hebrews eleven five 5, it says, By faith Enoch, when he was translated, should not be uh, see death, was not found because God had translated him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. 
No, but by what we do, we often earn a reputation. And so we find with this Enoch, he pleased God. Again, getting back to some sports names. I looked up some sports names, and I thought it was interesting, some of these sports names. I mean, some of them I didn't, I didn't really know before. Hammer and Hank Aaron. I thought that's interesting. Hammer and Hank Aaron. Maybe never heard of them, but a baseball player. Why was he called Hammer and Hank Aaron? Because of his ability to hit the ball and hit home runs. Michael Jordan was known by the name His Airness. Why is that? Nike Airs. You know, the shoe. Because he could jump. His airness. Because he could leap. We don't necessarily want to be people that have a name connected with sports or connected with entertainment or connected with fame or fortune or whatever it might be. But we just want simply good names. A name that says, I pleased God. I walked with God. I was just. I was honest. I was one that feared God and eschewed evil. That was what the Bible says of Job. The President of the United States, some of them were known for their names. George Washington, John Adams, Abraham Lincoln, all had good names. And many of them had nicknames attached to them. I mean, whether it's Patrick Henry or Jay Adams or other people, their, their names, they had something that became connected with them. Judas Iscariot, Samson, Delilah, all names, Rehoboam, Jezebel, everyone earning a kind of name. Let's turn to Luke chapter 1. What kind of name are you earning? Lewis and Eunice both had a name of being genuine types of believers. Ruth had a name that she earned for herself. Deborah had a name that she earned for herself. John the Baptist had a name that he earned for himself. He was a burning and shining light. And the world saw him. He had earned a reputation. Dorcas, Rhoda, Lydia, Esther, Elizabeth. You go down the list of almost every famous name in the Bible. There's something connected with them and especially with them. Luke chapter 1 here, verse number 5. And uh, through verse number 7, we see here in the Bible the parents of John the Baptist having good names. Let's just read a little bit here. Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, it says, There was in those days Herod, the king of Judea, uh, Judea a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. What was their testimony? Blameless. It doesn't mean that they were perfect. It just means that their reputation, you couldn't lay blame to them. You couldn't find fault. You couldn't come outside. You know, I, I, I know this about Zacharias. He has his shady side to him. Couldn't find that when it comes to Zacharias. You know, when it comes to Elizabeth, there's this shady side to her. Uh, people don't know about it, but she has this shady side to her. No, they had a reputation. The Bible says they were blameless. They walked in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. Not perfect, but blameless. Again, this kind of reputation is, again, a reputation that pastors are supposed to have. This is a reputation that Nathan had. 
This is a, another name that we could try to seek to strive to have. But let's turn back to Proverbs chapter 20. But everybody is earning a name. Everybody is slowly earning themselves a reputation. Every business is going to earn themselves a reputation. Even as you see businesses start up, maybe here in Valley City or somewhere around the country, uh, they get a name attached to them. You know, whether this, you know, dealership is, has a bunch of crooked people in it or they have a bunch of honest, again, salesmen in it, they earn a reputation. They earn a name. Proverbs chapter 20 and uh, verse number 11, the Bible says, even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure or whether it be right. Even a child is known by his doings. No even nickname, maybe temporarily, hopefully temporary, maybe a child of brat. So-and-so's a brat. Or someone, again, maybe is bright. Or maybe someone is cool. Or maybe someone is good. Maybe someone is kind. Or maybe someone is considerate. But we earn names through the things that we do. Let's turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 36. It doesn't matter how old you are or how, how young you are. You can earn a reputation rather early in life. And so I wanted to show you this here in 2 Chronicles chapter 36. Jehoiakim. And uh, no, Jehoi, Je, sorry, Jehoiachin here was just eight years old when he had a reputation attached to him. Jehoiakim, 2 Chronicles 36, verse 9. Jehoiakim was eight years old when he began to reign. He reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. That's not long. That's a hundred days, more or less, if three months is about 30 days. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. So he had a reputation because of the things he did. And so we should strive to have a good reputation. We should strive to have a good name. You could go to individuals in the Bible, young and old, and there's a name attached to many of them. And you can see, again, different individuals in the Bible uh, in different ways because of their reputation. Let's turn to Philippians here. We're just about done here tonight. Philippians, are you earning a good name? Many of the men, even martyrs, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, prophets, preachers, regular Christians, servants, are given different names in the Bible. There are names connected with them. And these names speak of their reputation. They speak of who they are. And again, we just need to, again, guard our name and earn a good name. And so let me encourage you to do that here tonight. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 12. Philippians 2, verse 12, it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have not always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is good, it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. 
Paul writes to the people here, the children of God, the Christians, the church members at Philippi, he'd want them to be blameless and harmless. Verse 15. They shine as lights in the world, just like John did. They're being a burning and shining word of life and holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Proverbs 22, verse 1, it says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver or gold. Three names that you could earn. A fair and a just name, a devout or devoted name, an honest and transparent name. These are names that I believe that all of us as believers should strive for. Let me encourage you to seek after those kinds of names.